The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Today we celebrate two apostles. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, October 28, 2021. Thursday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And today is the feast of Saints Simon and Jude. Jude is so named by Luke and Acts. Matthew and Mark call him Thaddeus. He's not mentioned elsewhere in the Gospels, except where all of the apostles are mentioned. Simon is mentioned on all four lists of the apostles. On two of them, he is called the Zealot. Now, the Zealots were a Jewish sect that represented an extreme of Jewish nationalism. For them, the messianic promise of the Old Testament meant that the Jews were to be a free and independent nation. St. Simon and Jude lived and died in the first century. St. Simon and Jude, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that every baptized person may be engaged in evangelization available to the mission by being witnesses of a life that has the flavor of the gospel. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today is the feast day of St. Simon and St. Jude, Apostles. I'm always happy to have a feast day of uh, an Apostle. Here we have two, because they were the object of our Lord's Prayer. And uh, today's Gospel tells us how Jesus stayed up all night praying to God the Father, choosing the Twelve. And of course, Simon and Jude were among them. Let's look at these two Apostles that he chose, that he thought about, that he prayed about. First, there's Simon, called the Zealot. Well, the term Zealot referred to a Jewish political faction that sought Israel's independence, both spiritually and independent as a nation. So they thought that they might be able to overthrow Rome by force and install uh, an eventual Messiah, and therefore it was like a, a political aspiration. And uh, so this is this group that he was part of, but Despite the fact that Simon belonged to this group, you, Jesus, you nevertheless called him, and you made him one of your twelve. You spent time and patience explaining what the Messiah really was meant to do. And when you explained your, your mission, it must have lit something up profoundly in him. 
because suddenly everything just fell into place. So Simon left this faction, the, the Zealots, but the name, the Zealot, stuck because it helped to distinguish him from Simon, uh, from Bethsaida, the, the rock, Simon Peter. Others would have also seen in him an enthusiasm, a zeal about the Jewish law and about how, how he was now discovering your teaching, Jesus. Jesus, you were showing him that you were the fullness of the law. And so you explained it all super patiently and you were showing him that this was not merely a political program. And we can, we can imagine that during the three years of dealing with Jesus, listening to, to him, watching him, Simon the Zealot matured into an apostle, really empowered to spread the gospel in truth and in love to all nations. This was not just about overthrowing the Romans. And Simon had a, a deep sense of urgency about transmitting the truth that you, Jesus, had entrusted to him. Well, you gave him a, a marvelous responsibility. It was a rich and precious treasure that he really wanted to make known to others. He understood it deeply. He was not superficial about it. And he also saw how transformative it could be. And he realized it could bring this just true joy and real meaning to souls. Indeed, it must have been something that he saw also in the other apostles who were also chosen. How James and John became the sons of thunder. And how Simon the fisherman from Bethsaida, which was near Galilee, became really Peter the Rock. He saw how transformative this, this was. And he was on fire for that. He was zealous. He was like a zealot in that sense, which meant that he had both enthusiasm, but also he was ready to suffer uh, for the truth. Indeed, he gave his life for that. So we can draw from this that if a person is a bit passive about spreading the faith, well, maybe he's not terribly convinced of its truth or its deep value, or he hasn't been transformed by the beauty of the gospel message. It could mean also that he has not fully embraced the faith with singleness of purpose. Some people might be afraid to be too focused with singleness of mind on the truth of Christianity or the truth of Catholicism. They, they, they think that it might make them a bit narrow-minded and not really open to other experiences. And they think that maybe they should be more open to the sort of supermarket of truths out there. But for our Lord, his follower is open-minded to the truth, wherever that truth might indeed find itself. Indeed, many religions have snippets of truth, little flashes here and there, little seeds that can grow into great trees. But Simon the Zealot understood that the fullness of truth was only in embracing Christ, even if it meant giving up your life for him. So that's Simon the Zealot, his love and his zeal for the truth. Then, well, there's the apostle Jude, who is the son of James. And he's, as you probably know, he's often called the patron of hopeless cases. Hopeless cases. Well, why is he called the patron of hopeless cases? Where does that, that, that title come from? Well, based on the original Greek, this, his name was rendered in Latin as, well, Judas. He was identified as Judas Tadeus to distinguish him from Judas Iscariot. 
So in the early centuries, this possible confusion between the traitor, him and the traitor, with Judas Iscariot, meant that people, well, didn't often pray to Judas Tadeus. And, and well, he kind of like ended up being left out. They would pray to all the other apostles, and then the last place, if whatever they were asking for, uh, you know, they didn't get it, but then they would pray, pray to Judas Tadeus. He was like the last in line. But with time, I don't exactly know why, but with time, like to really to remove the, the name Judas, he came to be known more as Jude, and maybe it just sounded better than Judas, I don't know. But then some saints started to pray to his intercession, and he became associated with hopeless and impossible cases. People started uh, really developing a devotion to him. I know that in the Philippines, uh, when things get really bad, it's very popular to go to him. You know, and uh, I've seen prayer cards, novenas, medals to St. Jude, and uh, he's sometimes invoked uh, in the healing of diseases. Uh, but he's he's also known, for example, you know, to to uh, have recourse to him when you have to get uh, an employment, a job that you can't get, and it seems hopeless. People go to St. Jude. Many go to him when they have done everything they can in their power, and they just they just can't seem to get ahead. So they go to St. Jude. So can you think of something or someone that you feel hopeless about? Maybe some cause that you've been fighting for for years, or maybe some chronic disease, and, and maybe we feel quite deflated, or we feel very discouraged. What attitude do I have towards those difficulties in, in my life, in, in family, in work? How, how long do I stay in a state of discouragement or hopelessness? Well, Jude can help us to be more resilient to feelings of discouragement. It's very important to be resilient. We not let this, this kind of poison of discouragement weaken us. We have to think, Lord, counts on me to pass on this beautiful message of the gospel by my example, by my word, by my good humor, but also by my resilience against the onslaught of discouragement. You know, there's a a chaplain I know in the Canadian Forces. He told me about a program that he's involved in called Resiliency Training. And it's a, all about making a soldier more resilient in the front, in front of physical, emotional, and psychological demands of warfare. And so he's in this special forces team, and they have they have to brainstorm all the possibilities that maybe terrorists might launch at us, like like a dirty bomb in a downtown subway system, right? They imagine imagine they did that, and they they have to train soldiers so that their mental reactions to, are completely inured to danger. And they try to stop certain mental processes of self-preservation so that soldiers go in like, like into a radioactive zone knowing that he, mo- he will most likely be contaminated. Apparently they did this in Fukushima when there was uh, you know, a nuclear reactor uh, melted down. There were workers trained for this kind of uh, resilience. And all the apostles 
that we hear mentioned in today's gospel had a deep sense of mission, a real sense of urgency, that they'd been chosen by name for something that was greater than they. And it would impact, that this would impact generations after them. That sense of mission, that is what gives one a deep sense of resilience. Do I have a sense of mission, like Simon the Zealot, or like St. Jude for that matter? Am I, or am I simply trapped in my more immediate interests, my more personal goals? How exactly has God called me to improve the world around me, to improve my family, to improve maybe the, or to raise the human and supernatural tone around me? No matter what happens in our work, in our marriage, in our health, never let the virus of hopelessness seep in. If we understand that God can draw good out of these apparent, apparently hopeless situations, we'll be in a much more resilient than we imagine, like bouncy balls that bounce back all the time, not like a deflated beach ball that falls to the ground with a thud. We ask this resiliency now, to these two great saints, Simon and Jude, and the Lord will give us the energy to embrace the scope of our mission. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 17 past the hour. We'll begin this liturgical day in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak. On the Feast of St. Simon and Jude, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the entire church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org as we begin our liturgical day with the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia! Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God. The great king over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come then, let us bow down and worship. Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. 
Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning. beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia. Their voice has gone out to the limits of the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Their Their voice has gone out to the limits of the earth, Their words to the ends of the world. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard. Yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Their voice has gone out to the limits of the earth, their words to the ends of the world. They proclaimed what God has done for us. They grasped the meaning of his deeds. They proclaimed what God has done for us. They grasped the meaning of his deeds. Hear my voice, O God, as I complain. Guard my life from the dread of the foe. Hide me from the band of the wicked, from the throng of those who do evil. They sharpen their tongues like swords. They aim bitter words like arrows to shoot at the innocent from ambush, shooting suddenly and recklessly. They scheme their evil course. They conspire to lay secret snares. They say, who will see us? Who can search out our crimes? He will search who searches the mind and knows the depths of the heart. God has shot them with his arrow and dealt them sudden wounds. Their own tongue has brought them to ruin, and all who see them mock. Then will all men fear. They will tell what God has done. They will understand God's deeds. The just will rejoice in the Lord and fly to him for refuge. 
all the upright hearts will glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. Amen. They proclaimed what God has done for us. They grasped the meaning of his deeds. God's holiness was revealed by them. All nations saw God's glory. God's holiness was revealed by them. All nations saw God's glory. The Lord is king. Let earth rejoice. Let all the coastlands be glad. Cloud and darkness are his raiment, his throne, justice and right. A fire prepares his path. It burns up his foes on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth trembles at the sight. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. The skies proclaim his justice. All people see his glory. Let those who serve idols be ashamed, those who boast of their worthless gods. All you spirits worship him. Zion hears and is glad. The people of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you indeed are the Lord, most high above all the earth, exalted far above all spirits. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He guards the souls of his saints. He sets them free from the wicked. Light shines forth for the just, and joy for the upright of heart. Rejoice, you just, in the Lord. Give glory to his holy name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. God's holiness was revealed by them. All nations saw God's glory. They proclaimed the Lord's praises, told of his power to save, and of the wonders he had worked. A reading from the first letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. Men should regard us as servants of Christ and administrators of the mysteries of God. The first requirement of an administrator is that he prove trustworthy. It matters little to me whether you or any human court pass judgment on me. I do not even pass judgment on myself. Mind you, I have nothing on my conscience. But that does not mean that I am declaring myself innocent. The Lord is the one to judge me, so stop passing judgment before the time of his return. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and manifest the intentions of hearts. At that time, everyone will receive his praise from God. Brothers, I have applied all this to myself and Apollos by way of example for your benefit. May you learn from us not to go beyond what is set down so that none of you will grow self-important by reason of his association with one person rather than another, who confers any distinction on you. Name something that you have that you have not received. If then you have received it, why are you boasting as if it were your own? At the moment you are completely satisfied. You have grown rich. You have launched upon your reign with no help from us. Would that you had really begun to reign that we might be reigning with you. As I see it, God has put us apostles at the end of the line, like men doomed to die in the arena. 
we have become a spectacle to the universe, to angels and men alike. We are fools on Christ's account. Ah, but in Christ you are wise. We are the weak ones, you the strong. They honor you while they sneer at us. Up to this very hour we go hungry and thirsty, poorly clad, roughly treated, wandering about homeless. We work hard at manual labor. When we are insulted, we respond with a blessing. Persecution comes our way, we bear it patiently. We are slandered, and we try conciliation. We have become the world's refuse, the scum of all. That is the present state of affairs. I am writing you in this way not to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. Granted, you have ten thousand guardians in Christ. You have only one Father. It was I who begot you in Christ Jesus through my preaching of the gospel. I beg you then, be imitators of me. I no longer call you servants, but my friends. For I have shared with you everything I have heard from my Father. The mysteries of the kingdom of heaven have been revealed to you. Blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I have shared with you everything I have heard from my Father. From a commentary on the Gospel of John by St. Cyril of Alexandria, Bishop. Our Lord Jesus Christ has appointed certain men to be guides and teachers of the world and stewards of his divine mysteries. Now he bids them to shine out like lamps and to cast out their light not only over the land of the Jews, but over every country under the sun and over people scattered in all directions and settled in distant lands. That man has spoken truly who said, No one takes honor upon himself except the one who is called by God. For it was our Lord Jesus Christ who called his own disciples before all others to a most glorious apostolate. These holy men became the pillar and mainstay of the truth, and Jesus said that he was sending them just as the Father had sent him. By these words he is making clear the dignity of the apostolate and the incomparable glory of the power given to them. But he is also, it would seem, giving them a hint about the methods they are to adopt in their apostolic mission. For if Christ thought it necessary to send out his intimate disciples in this fashion, just as the Father had sent him, then surely it was necessary that they whose mission was to be patterned on that of Jesus should see exactly why the Father had sent the Son. And so Christ interpreted the character of his mission to us in a variety of ways. Once he said, I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And then at another time he said, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. For God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Accordingly, in affirming that they are sent by him just as he was sent by the Father, Christ sums up in a few words the approach they themselves should take to their ministry. From what he said, they would gather that it was their vocation to call sinners to repentance, to heal those who were sick, whether in body or spirit, to seek in all their dealings 
never to do their own will, but the will of him who sent them, and as far as possible, to save the world by their teaching. Surely it is in all these respects that we find his holy disciples striving to excel. To ascertain this is no great labor. A single reading of the Acts of the Apostles or of St. Paul's writings is enough. You did not choose me, but I chose you to go forth and bear fruit that will last forever. My Father is glorified when you bring forth fruit in abundance that will last forever. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the Eternal Father. All creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not spurn the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people. But with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Let us pray. O God, who by the blessed apostles have brought us to acknowledge your name, graciously grant, through the intercession of Saints Simon and Jude, that the Church may constantly grow by increasing of the peoples who believe in you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 
22 minutes before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. It's the Feast of St. Simon and Jude, October 28, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, it's the calling of the Twelve. From the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray. And all night he continued in prayer to God. When it was day, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve, whom he named Apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who is called the Zealot, Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. St. Simon and Jude, whom we celebrate today, were among the twelve who were the very foundation and pillars of the church, not just the early church, but the church throughout the ages. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 7, Special Feasts. The apostles were witnesses of the life and teachings of Jesus. They transmitted what they heard and the deeds they saw with diligent fidelity. They were not bent on spreading their personal theories, nor did they merely propagate human solutions gleaned from their own experience. St. John writes, For we were not following fictitious myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his grandeur. He insists, I write of what was from the beginning, what we have heard with our ears and seen with our eyes. We have looked upon the word of life and touched it with our own hands. Thus, we announce it to you. The doctrine of the Twelve is the foundation of the Christian faith. It is not the free interpretation of each one, nor does it derive from the authority of wise men. St. Luke confirms that all the events he relates are from the ones who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. We know furthermore that in the first Christian community, all persevered in the teaching of the apostles. The voice of the apostles is the clear light of Jesus' teachings. It will resound throughout time until the end of the world. Their heart and lips overflow with veneration and respect for the words of Jesus and his person. Their love leads Peter and John to exclaim in the face of the Sanhedrin's threats, We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. The faith has come down to us over the generations by means of the magisterium of the Church through the continual assistance of the Holy Spirit. Growth in our understanding of these truths continues even today. In a sense, we can compare our ever-deepening penetration of these truths 
to the development of a seed into a great tree. The church, however, is always the channel through which we receive the teachings of Christ and a participation in His grace. We need to make this doctrine known through catechism and personal apostolate just as priests do through their preaching. Many centuries separate us from the two apostles we remember in a special way today. Nevertheless, the light and the life of Christ they preached in the world continues to reach us. The Lord's light has not lessened. The first twelve passed the light on to their disciples, as these did to theirs, and so on for centuries until the deposit of faith reached our own day. This light has faithfully passed through many generations. For us, for the flock that draws near for nourishing sustenance now, God has provided teachers, pastors, and priests. Through them, He works the marvel of our salvation and takes care of us with divine affection. From Him, all the stars of the sky derive their splendor, just as all the seas sing to Him and all the heavens praise Him. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, let's pray now. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. My commandment is this, love one another as I have loved you. O God, you are my God, for you I long. For you my soul is thirsting. My body pines for you like a dry, weary land without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise, so I will bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hand. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. On my bed I remember you. On you I muse through the night. 
for you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. My commandment is this. Love one another as I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord. You heavens, bless the Lord. All you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord. All you hosts of the Lord, bless the Lord. Sun and moon, bless the Lord. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. Every shower and dew, bless the Lord. All you winds, bless the Lord. Fire and heat, bless the Lord. Cold and chill, bless the Lord. Dew and rain, bless the Lord. Frost and chill, bless the Lord. Ice and snow, bless the Lord. Nights and days, bless the Lord. Light and darkness, bless the Lord. Lightnings and clouds, bless the Lord. Let the earth bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Mountains and hills, bless the Lord. Everything growing from the earth, bless the Lord. You springs, bless the Lord. Seas and rivers, bless the Lord. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. You sons of men, bless the Lord. O Israel, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. Servants of the Lord, bless the Lord. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Let us bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us praise and exalt him above all forever. Blessed are you, Lord, in the firmament of heaven. Praiseworthy and glorious and exalted above all forever. There is no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. You are my friends, says the Lord, if you do what I command you. Sing a new song to the Lord, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its maker. Let Zion's sons exult in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the poor with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in their glory, shout for joy, and take their rest. Let the praise of God be on their lips, and a two-edged sword in their hand. 
to deal out vengeance to the nations and punishment on all the peoples, to bind their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron, to carry out the sentence preordained. This honor falls for all his faithful. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. You are my friends, says the Lord, if you do what I command you. A reading from Ephesians. You are strangers and aliens no longer. No, you are fellow citizens of the saints and members of the household of God. You form a building which rises on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the capstone. Through him, the whole structure is fitted together and takes shape as a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are being built into this temple to become a dwelling place for God in the Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. You have made them rulers over all the earth. You have have made made them them rulers rulers over over all the earth. They will always remember your name, O Lord, over all the earth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. You have made them rulers over all the earth. On the foundation stones of the heavenly Jerusalem, the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb are written. The Lamb of God is the light of that holy city. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. On the foundation stones of the heavenly Jerusalem, the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb are written. The Lamb of God is the light of that holy city. 
Beloved friends, we have inherited heaven along with the apostles. Let us give thanks to the Father for all his gifts. The company of apostles praises you, O Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, for the banquet of Christ's body and blood given us through the apostles, which refreshes us and gives us life. The The company company of apostles praises you, O Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, for the feast of your word, prepared for us by the apostles, giving us light and joy. The The company company of apostles praises you, O Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, for your holy church, founded on the apostles, where we are gathered together into your community. The company of apostles praises you, O Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, for the cleansing power of baptism and penance that you have entrusted to your apostles, through which we are cleansed of our sins. The The company company of apostles praises you, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that we may be your apostles in our own age. And for all of our intentions in that regard, we pray. We pray to the Lord. The The company company of apostles praises you, O Lord. We pattern our prayer on the prayer of Christ our Lord and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who by the blessed apostles have brought us to acknowledge your name, graciously grant, through the intercession of Saints Simon and Jude, that the Church may constantly grow by increasing of the peoples who believe in you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. And a happy feast day to my grandson, Jude. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.